You're listening to the Champ Off-Road Podcast, presented by Amswell. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Champ Off-Road Podcast presented by Amsoil. Shane Stetsny and Brent Smith here, as always. And Brent, this is episode nine, and we're also halfway through the Champ Off-Road season for this this year. Uh, what are your thoughts so far on the first half? Wow, man. That's all I can say is wow. I mean, we never know what's going to happen. We love coming to these races. Champ Off-Road, been just over the top. I mean, new winners, some old-time winners. But, I mean, the first half's in the books. And I'm telling you, a lot of great racing coming out of ERX Motor Park. Big airtime. I mean, some guys having some issues with their trucks. And I mean, again, I have to say it, Kyla Duke not really having the best of luck. Yeah, fun little tidbit of trivia is that, that his last win in Pro 4 was actually last year at Dirt City Motorplex. So almost a whole calendar year that he hasn't been on top of the podium. When I look back on the first half so far, Brent, so we were pretty stoked on the racing last year, all year, last year, competitive. A lot of the points battles came down to the final weekend. It feels like every single driver from the kids in 170s all the way up to the guys in Pro 4, everybody has turned it up a little bit. It's so much more competitive even than last year, which is saying a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's bringing their A game and these kids are getting more mature. They're putting more seat time in their cars and trucks and you can see it. I mean, we talked to a lot of different drivers over the year, how they're trying to just get more seat time. And I'm seeing those drivers that are putting in the work come to the top. And that's what I love about this sport. Some guys, I mean, they want to just wash your cars, put them away. But at the end of the day, you have to do the homework. You have to prep to make a good car work. Well, two drivers that definitely did that last year, who had a great season last year, and also are having a pretty darn good year this year as well. They're going to be on the show this time. Who do we have for it, Brent? Well, this time on the podcast, we have Colin Kurtz from Pro-Am Side-by-Side and Dylan Parsons from 1600 Buggy. Welcome to the show, guys. How's it going? Good, good. How's it going, going, Brent? Very, very good, man. Cool to have both you guys on. I know Shane's excited to get things going. A big weekend coming up, another short track. What's your ideas? What's your goals coming into this weekend? You know, we're just, we got to stay out of the cautions. Um, The small track, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of cautions, at least with the side-by-sides, as we all know from uh, previous races. Just got to stay clean for the first couple laps, and that seems to be working for me. Anyways, what about you, Dylan? What are your goals coming into this weekend? Um, keep keep getting the momentum and keep my points in check with fit. Yeah, so you guys both, uh, well, Dylan, you and sixteen hundred buggy, anyways, and uh, Colin and Pro Am both second in points. Uh, Colin, you're only two points behind Bill Berger. Dylan, you got a little bit more work to do. But comparing that to last year when you guys had so much success, you had uh, nine total wins between the two of you. How much harder has the grind been this year? For me. You know, I'm doing the same thing I did last year, just keeping on track, making sure my equipment's at 100% every time I hit the track. It's just a couple things haven't went my way. A couple little different uh, line choices or choices on my side of the thing. My side, I'd be sitting in a different boat, but I guess I can't complain being my first year in Pro-Am. Just looking to get back on the podium here. Just been a little bit of a struggle getting in the top three. We're just trying to stay consistent, um, kind of struggled a little bit at Crandon. Um, we found some motor issues yesterday. My dad was up at Kurt Gerald's all day yesterday. We found a little bit there. So um, we get to put the short track motor back in and go from there this weekend. 
Awesome, awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about both of your backstories a little bit. Uh, Dylan, obviously, I'm, I'm more familiar with where you come from. You're a racetrack kid. You grew up around off-road racing. Both your parents were off-road racers. But Colin, you raced snowcross and did some uh, quad racing as well. How did you guys come together and decide to both uh, team up in off-road racing? Was that a, a snowcross meeting that you guys had? Yeah, I worked for Colin snowcross racing for probably five, six years. And um, he had heard himself ATV racing and he was friends with Bill Berger and he started coming to the races and that's when Bill was racing side by side and I was racing and Colin's like, I need one of these. Yeah. I, I basically, you know, I met Dylan racing snowmobiles, like he said, and I got hurt racing four wheelers one summer. So I was off work. So Bill's like, well, you want to come to the races? And I'm like, well, sure I'll come, you know? And then I, obviously I knew Dylan raced and I, I watched the side by sides and I told Dylan, I said, I need one of these. So then we kind of looked around for one to buy and um, we found Mulder's and we worked out a deal. And then I just started from there. Colin, when you decided to make that jump into short course off-road racing, you wanted to be essentially teammates with Dylan right from the start, just because of your familiarity with him and, and knowing that he had a background in it. Oh uh, yeah, of course. You know, I'm, um, they had it, you know, um, when I first started, I think it was Dylan's third year of racing. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And you know, his dad and him were really starting to figure out the buggy and, coming into the sport it's kind of intimidating not knowing where to even where they even turn and um dylan really made up that gap for me you know getting me racing gear you know the headsets tires everything you know and he was that's how that's how i made it as far as i did otherwise i would have no clue when you guys are working at the racetrack and you guys are getting prepared and prepped and when the weekend's going on do you guys have your own ideas your own things you do normally that each and every one of you on the team does like say you have your own jobs like do you have one thing you do Colin does the other or do you guys just take whatever's thrown at you through the weekend um we pretty much take whatever's thrown at us like Colin pretty much preps his own car but like if there's anything technical or shots related or anything like that like I help him with like setup wise that kind of thing but he pretty much preps it and he does a very very good job prepping his car over the weekend and um, between races and is really thorough with it so colin would would you say he's 100 percent correct or uh, do you guys just you just wing it i mean I, I like to say that a lot because you never know what's going to happen you could get prepared and ready to go and something catastrophic could happen and you're going 100 miles an hour yeah uh no he's 100 percent right you know dylan does his thing i do my thing but if i have an issue he's always over helping me or if you know if they have an issue we're over there helping him but for the most part we we do our own thing but we always come together and um my big thing is if i think something's broke i'm gonna fix it because i never want to go on the track thinking that something's not a hundred percent and um i know dylan and his dad are both the exact same way like last weekend they had some carb issues but we didn't know that and um darren was right into it he had the motor transmission out looking at every nut and bolt to find that problem and i'm the exact same way no i'm just i'm agreeing with you guys too because that's huge i mean just prepping your own race cars making sure every nut and bolt and T's and I's are crossed. I mean, it's a lot of work and it doesn't take much to miss that one thing. And I always tell your team, you know, you tell each and every one of them that come and help you. Hey, you know, if you see something, say something. Yeah, we definitely spent a lot of time over the winter building Colin's new car. And we had my car stripped down to nothing, my side-by-sides at least, um, stripped down to nothing at the same shop. We, we pretty much found where every wire goes every little thing goes and we tried to build those cars identical and it, like it helped learn the learn the car like colin knows where this wire goes or this wire goes or that kind of thing and it really helped a lot over the winter 
So what about the uh, under the helmet stuff? Obviously, Colin, you're picking up a lot off of Dylan, being that he's a little bit more experienced in off-road. But Dylan, are you getting a lot from Colin too? I mean, are, you guys must compare notes a little bit and, and help each other drive to your fullest capabilities, right? Oh, definitely. Like we talk about the track and how it's going to work. I spot for Colin. And my biggest thing spotting for him is he came from Snowcross. So that was, um, you put the helmet on, you take a whole shot. It's 100% all the time. In short course, you have to, relax a little bit and he's been getting better at it like when he first started like it was balls to the walls all the time and he kind of wrecked himself over the, like over the first year and stuff like that um like now he's starting to settle out a little bit but he's still got to keep him calm and like we had some issues at ERS like where we didn't know where we were supposed to go and that kind of thing and getting with race control like where we're supposed to go and like it was just um he needed to just chill out a little bit do you think you're learning stuff from colin now at this point too though oh definitely like me, me driving the side-by-side last year um more and like that kind of thing like last year the success of all of us was help of him too like he'd come off the track and we would try tires on his car and like if they didn't work 100 percent, like i would change and do something different for my race obviously your teammates but your your hyper competitive people do you, is there a competition between the two of you like you know I want to have a better weekend than my teammate this weekend, or is it just all about shared success? When we're racing against each other, I mean, we always respect each other, but we both want to win at the same time. But to say that I want Dylan to do bad and I want to be on the podium when he's in his buggy or running pro stock and I'm racing sports and that never happens, you know, where I'm always, I always want Dylan to win and he always wants me to win. And going on that is kind of the reason I didn't race Pro-Am this year. Like we're close with Bill, it's with Colin. And I just, it was going to take too much out of our team for me to run that also. And to go out there and battle with each other and that kind of thing, it's just the possibility of bad blood. Like last year at 141, we kind of came off the track and we were kind of mad at each other. I wasn't having fun at that point. Like it's just, it, it took the fun out of it. So like you guys being from two different towns, like how do you make that work? Like, honestly, I mean, the price of fuel, I mean, let alone just trying to, crossover notes and be hands-on like how do you make that work i mean start with you dylan uh we talked quite a bit throughout the week um this this spring when we were building the car um colin was down by me he was off work in the in the spring when there was he couldn't pour concrete and stuff like that so he was down by me um down at um my buddy jace's shop fab work um he was down there almost every day and then i would get there after work and Towards then there, we were burning the midnight oil down till midnight, one o'clock at night, some nights, um, getting those cars done. So he was coming down. And then the week before the first race, I went, I brought my car up by him and we finished everything up there. Um, but we just talked a lot and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's really not too far. I mean, it takes me about 45 minutes to get there. So it's not, it's not terrible when I'm working a lot then it sucks, but you know, in winter time, it's not bad at all. So one thing I've noticed about you guys is that you seem to go out of your way to help other drivers and other teams too. Um, I'm thinking about Anigo when Nicole Fisher lost a motor in practice. And I don't remember which one of you guys it was, but ran down and got uh, a spare motor out of the shop. And I know obviously Dylan, you're helping, you're helping a ton of buggy drivers get better, you know, with what limited free time you have at the track. Why is it so important to both of you guys to help out other people along the way? Yeah, for sure. Like Anigo, I think we sold two, we have, had two engines that went out of our pit friday night um cory fisher actually ran back to my shop and got the one i had left there okay and then josh bear also got one from us um i don't know it just i would expect the same back from someone else like that's how and on the buggy side of it like that that 
portion of it. All the buggy guys always are offering parts, that kind of thing. Um, the UTVs, it's not quite the same culture, but it, it's close. So, Colin, I mean, you've been driving quite a few years now. Like, is there any interest in you getting in a buggy? I drove Dylan's buggy out of the trailer. That's about as far as I got. <laughs> um, there was talk, maybe the race, the uh, light buggy at uh, Bark River, but I want to focus on what I know right now. And if I'm going to go race a buggy or a truck or something, I'm going to go 100% into it. Not three, two things. I just, it just, I think it'll get too much. And I, I want to focus on what I have and do good with what I got for now yeah that uh, that seems a little bit sensible although it sound counted kind of sounded like you were throwing shade at dylan that he's uh, spreading himself thin uh sometimes i definitely think that yeah he's 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 uh definitely got a lot of irons in the fire when we're at the track but he always makes it come together looking at your 2021 season like i mentioned a little while ago you you had uh, two championships sportsman side by side and 1600 buggy between the two of you dylan you were also third in pro-am nine total wins across three classes was that basically just a dream come true that you guys were able to put that season together yeah i was for sure like towards the end of the year there it was just we got to do this like i won the championship early in the day i'm like colin it's yours to win now like we just got to do it and it was it was awesome you know coming into this what it be three years ago now i never thought that i would win a championship more or less you know win it with dylan at the same time and i think our families were just as in shock as in, as we were you know and both championships pretty much came down to the wire. Um, but, you know, we really couldn't think about it until after the fact. Well, fellas, real quick before we move on, I just want to remind all of our listeners to visit amsoil.com. They've got all the products that protect and maximize performance in all of the vehicles and motorized toys. You can use the convenient Amsoil product guides to find what you need and get fast, free shipping on all orders over $100. Amsoil, run with us. So, I mean, for everyone out there, guys, I mean, you can each take your turn, but having like a full season of success and making sure it's what you want it to be. I mean, it never, ever pans out perfect, but what is the preparation? I mean, do you think a lot comes into preparing these trucks or do you think a lot of it's luck? Uh, I was always taught you make your own luck. Um, I see some guys that just wash it, put it in the garage and then uh, go racing the next weekend. And I don't, I would never do that because, like I said, I, I want to be going like the track 100%. And I think DNF, DNFing is a big thing. You know, you have to be consistent each race to win the championship. And I think me and Dylan both do that very well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you have to finish the race. Like, consistency is what comes into it. Um, last year, I DNFed the second race in Antigal. And it always seems like I end up having a bad race somewhere in the beginning of the week, the beginning of the season, and just you have to chase it the rest of the year, and it, it really sucks. This year, I did the same thing at Cramden. Like, I just, the luck happened, and it sucks. But, like, we just kept our head down. Now, ERX, we had a, got a podium again. Now, I want to bring it back into Alina this weekend. Um, last, I was looking at lap times today, and last time, last year, we had the fastest car in 1600 every time we went on the track last year. So I got, I, oh, I wow. like took that from my head down and we're ready to go. So coming off that excellent year last year, you guys uh, in the side-by-sides, you each moved up a class um, and in 1600, this is true too. It seems like all the drivers have stepped their game up a little bit. Do you get the sense that everybody in Champ Off-Road, I mean, even watching races that you guys aren't in, it seems like everybody's more competitive this year. Do you see that too? Yeah, I see that, you know, um, in all the truck classes, you know, and in the side-by-side, you know, there was guys last year that were, mid-pack and now this year i see him and they're they're up front and uh like side by side you have like uh blemke he 
he ran fairly decent last year, and then this year he comes out swinging, and he was in the points lead for a while. I know he had um, some bad luck, but that's just one guy that he really stepped his game up, and you know you could throw him and the handful of the sportsman guys in, into Pro-Am, and they would be competitive. And then, you know, you look at Pro-Am, there's a lot of guys that came from sportsmen and are up in the top 10 in, in Pro-Am. So, you know, everyone's stepping their game up. I would say for the majority, everyone is. So we're halfway through the 2022 season, guys. Dylan, what gives you optimism? You know, you're 34 points down from Fitz. What gives you optimism heading into the second half? Well, it's last year, our second half, well, we had bad luck at Lena last year, but after that, I won three races in a row, and then the last race, I just had to ride around and um, have a solid finish to win the championship, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go out and race to win that race, but um, I had to win that one, win that race just finishing fourth. And how about you, Colin? Because I know that this was kind of the part of last year where, um, or especially the last two rounds or last two weekends of last year where... Uh, Derek Tilkins, who you were locked in a battle with the entire year, he kind of fell off a little bit at the end. So it's almost like midseason was a turning point for you too. So are you optimistic about the, the second half here? Yeah, you know, uh, I'm just going to do everything that I can to, to stay out front and try my best. I'm always going on to the track to give it 100%. And that's what I'm going to do the rest of the year. I'm, I'm not going to change anything from what I've been doing the first four rounds. You know, I'm going to keep it all the same. I want to talk a little bit, too, about this track at Lena, Dirt City. You both come from Snowcross, from Handlebar Motorsports. Lena kind of has that feel to it. It's a more tight, more close quarters. Do you think that suits both of your driving styles well? I like Lena. It's tighter. I like the style of the track. I don't necessarily like how tight it is. I really like uh, ERX. Now, my results obviously didn't show that, but coming from ERX to, you know, Lena, I did good at Lena, but it's just tight. You know, you have to get a good start and stay out front and be clean. Yeah, definitely coming from the snowmobile background has helped with line choice and that kind of thing. Like, I don't know about the small track being a big deal. Like, I race cross country a little more than snow cross. I only race, I race Palin quite a few times, like when he was hurt just for fun at the regionals and stuff like that. Um, but line choice from snowmobiles go, goes hand in hand with short course. Like, the track at the beginning of the race is different than at the end, and it's the same way with snowcross. Like snowcross, you have a perfectly groomed track at the beginning, and the, at the end, it all hold out, and you have to run different lines. So, looking beyond this season, you guys are obviously both in points contention. But let's look ahead a little bit to the future, 2023 or maybe beyond. Colin, do you have any aspirations to to move up, maybe move into truck racing or move into pro stock next year, depending on how this year goes? for sure you know i would i would love to get to a truck in the future i don't maybe maybe two or three years you know we'll see what happens um but yeah pro stock is uh definitely not out of the question um i guess we'll see how we do this year i'm not saying that i'm the you know i'm not going out there and i'm winning i'm not even getting on the podium but i'm definitely always in the race to be on the podium so we'll see what next year brings pro stock is a tough class you know you have brock and cj and those two guys are on almost a new level but I would definitely like to go run with Cosmeki and those guys in the for third. And, you know, there's always a chance that you can uh, run with CJ and Brock, but those guys are extremely fast. And how about you, Dylan? What does your off-road racing future look like? Well, this year we got, a, like, I kind of backed up a little bit. I think I sold the side-by-side a few weeks ago. That's why I didn't run it at ERS. Oh, um, that, that's news to me, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I sold it like the week before ERX, and the guy that is buying it told me, go ahead and go race it. And I'm like, ah, I can't do that. Um, so, like, we're going to just focus on the 1600 car. I got to chase Fitz down and um, beat him this year again. Um, but he's super <laughs> fast, too, and he's, 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 got a, he's got a good program behind him, and um, Bruce spent, spent so much time on that car, but... Um, we actually went and picked up a pro light chassis to build into a pro spec next year. Um, I got Mike Vanderhoeven helping me and on my, on my side to do it. So, um, here's the chance. That's awesome, dude. Congrats. Colin, does that make you want to get in a truck now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it definitely does. You know, that's, that's what I didn't know if Dylan was going to spill the beans or not, but yeah, that's why I can't say that I would be in a truck in, you know, one or two years. I want to, you know, that's a lot of work and I want to see Dylan do good in it. So hopefully, you know, he can run that truck and maybe in the future I'll run that pro light and he'll go to a pro two or something, you know, we never, who knows? Anything's possible. Well, guys, I just want to thank you guys for being with us today and just taking time and we wish you the best of luck coming into Lena this weekend. It's a short, tight track, but hey, as an announcers, we love to see it. We don't want to see carnage, but the uh, good drivers usually come to the top. Yeah, best of luck yeah, to you this weekend, fellas. Thanks for taking some time. Well, that's about it for this episode on the Champ Off-Road Podcast presented by Amsoil. I mean, what are we looking forward next on the podcast, Shane? Well, Brent, even though Dirt City Motorplex round seven and eight are only a couple days away at this point, we will have one more episode come out this week before the race weekend. We're going to break down all the big storylines that have developed over the first half and take a look at what's in store for the second half of the 2022 champ off road season. Well, Shane, I cannot wait till the next podcast for Shane Stetsney. I'm Brent Smith, and we'll see you next time on the champ off road podcast presented by Amsoil. Thanks for listening to the champ off road podcast presented by Amsoil.